0: Welcome to Victorious Living.
1: Gonna have to praise God when it looks bleak. We're gonna have to look to God when it looks like it's impossible. For with God, nothing is impossible. God can do all things according to his will, his plan and his purpose for my life and for your life. Let's keep thinking about deeper revelations and let's operate in the revelation that we have that'll sustain us through life.
0: Hallelujah. Welcome to Victorious Living with Pastor Charles Cowan Today, Pastor Cowan shares with us a message The importance of a submitted will We invite you to stay tuned to today's program If you can't, we invite you to visit our website at VictoriousLiving.org There you'll find other audio and video resources to help you in your Christian walk And now, here's Pastor Cowan as he shares with us the importance of a submitted will.
1: In these two verses, we see that Satan has the ability to blind the mind uh, uh, to God's will through putting pressure on man's self-will as to what is right and what is wrong. So sometimes we can convince ourselves something that's wrong we can convince ourselves that it's right. We can convince, well, God doesn't pay attention to that. But God sees, God knows, and God understands all things, everything. Now let's go over into the book of Hebrews just for a moment as we're talking about the importance of a submitted will. Now remember this, that no one can submit your will but you. I can't submit your will for you. I can't do that. You can't submit your will. Someone else cannot submit uh, your will or cause you to submit to to the will of God. I can't do that. But yet at the same time, the preaching and the teaching of the word gives us instructions of how to do it and what what to do. Hebrews chapter 12, verses two and three, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. He's the beginning and the end of our faith. So we keep in mind this, this, this well-known teaching that we've heard through many, many years that God, that Jesus is the author of faith. He's the author of the God kind of faith. He's the originator of the God kind of faith. Jesus is God here in the flesh who walked by faith in the will of God. And so we understand that, that that he is. Jesus is the author. He's the finisher of our faith. If Satan can distract me away from Jesus, you know, it's like I had a person here two or three years ago, three or four years ago, telling me that, hey, do you not know that the Bible is 2,000 years old? And so it's a book that is outdated. It needs to be brought up to date. And so that was the instruction that uh, or the comment that was made. No, it has been around a long time. In fact, uh, God used it to create the world. So it never grows old. It never has an era. It's still the same today because God is what? He's the what? same yesterday, today, and forever. He changes not. I think sometimes we may try to change God, but God is in the business when we submit to him to to change us in the way. So Jesus is the author and he's the finisher of our faith. Now watch says, who for the joy that was set before him. Now he's looking at the cross and he, he knows his journey here on earth. He knows the plan and the will of God here in the earth, he came to seek and save that which was lost. So he knows what's out in front of him. But look what, look what he said, who for the joy that was set before him. Now you take people today, sometimes not everybody, uh, maybe not you or me or whomever. But one thing that we can do sometimes when we face situations and circumstances in life, we have a choice we can choose to rejoice in God and in the will of God, no matter what it looks like out here. So Jesus said, who for the joy that was set before him. We've all read, you know, the severity of his punishment that he took in taking the sins of the world. We know the horribleness of the, of the beating and, the, and of the treatment and of the crucifixion but it said, who for the joy, God or Jesus, he saw the end of the will of God that man be saved. He saw the end of the will of God that God bless you. He saw the end of the will of God to protect you and to preserve you and to keep you in a place of safety from harm. He saw that, so he's willing to go and do what he did just for you. Just for you, had you in mind. What's the song? When he was on the cross. Anybody heard that song? When he was on the cross, I was on his mind. And you know what? God still got you on his mind. God's got the whole world on his mind. God hasn't forgotten you. You may feel like God has forgotten you. You may feel like that God doesn't hear you. You may feel like that God's a thousand miles away. You may have all kind of feelings and emotions from the natural side, but God knows right where you're at. God knows right where you're at. It's like Paul and Silas in the Philippian jail. He knew where Paul and Silas was at. They had been beaten and you know the story. They were mistreated, but guess what? God knew where they were at. So what did Paul and Silas choose to do? They chose in a moment that looked bad and was bad. They chose to look to the author and the finisher of their faith. To the God, hallelujah, that would deliver them up. out of all of the situation and circumstances they had to face. He, God knew where they were at and he delivered them out of the Philippian jail. He'll deliver you out of your jail. He'll deliver you out of your bondage. He'll deliver you out of whatever situation you're going through. If you just choose to choose, choose to choose his will for your life. And a lot of times that's just for the joy that's set before us. We're just going to have to praise God when it looks the darkest. We're gonna have to praise God when it looks bleak. We're gonna have to look to God when it looks like it's impossible. For with God, nothing is impossible. God can do all things according to his will, his plan, and his purpose for my life and for your life. Let's keep thinking about deeper revelations and let's operate in the revelation that we have that'll sustain us through life. Hallelujah. And so looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God, for consider him, now watch this third verse, for consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied lest you become weary, lest you faint, talking about all of us, lest you be wearied and faint in your mind. What's he saying? Letting go of the thoughts of God, the plan of God, the victory that God has purchased for us, letting go, we become weary and let it go. And so what do we do? We have then left our self-will in control of our journey through life. He said, For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your mind. We'll touch on that a little bit later if we have time. So what happens when a person faints in the natural? You ever fainted in the natural? That's three of you. Okay. How many have ever fainted? How many of you ashamed to say you fainted? How many of you just ain't gonna say you ever fainted? We've all probably have, you know. How did you feel when you were fainting? Moment, momentarily, what you did, you begin to lose consciousness. You begin to lose your thought patterns, and you feel like you're going. You know, you don't know where, but well, you do. If you die, you're gonna go to heaven but you just feel like you're leaving, you're fainting. You forgot, you've forgotten many things at that moment in time. And that's what he's telling us, that when we faint and become weary, we forget sometimes what we've learned. We forget, we forget the word that's been so taught and preached and then established in our own minds until such situations cause you to become weary and faint and lose consciousness of God being right there with you, of God being your deliverer and of God being your redeemer through Christ. Amen. So what happens when a person faints in the natural? They temporarily lose consciousness of their thoughts and of their awareness of their surroundings. They lose it. So when we faint spiritually, we at a point in time lose consciousness of the word that we have received through the years. And so it seems to want to leave our mind. And so natural fainting, as well as spiritual fainting, has its greatest effect on the mind. When you faint in the spirit, that fainting occurs in your thoughts. And in your mind, because of situations and circumstances that you may be surrounded with, situations and circumstances that Satan has brought to your life, you can faint on the spur of the moment if you allow yourself to do so. So here he said, uh, uh, in, that, in that verse, third verse of the 12th chapter of Hebrews, consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your mind or lose consciousness of what you know. And Satan can do it to all of us. You know, I'm amazed sometimes that people tell me Sometimes, not often, but sometimes through the years have told me, well, He can't do any of that to me. Talking about Satan's attacks. Yes, he can. He attacks us all at certain times and certain points in our life. And so God has given us the right to choose. You can choose whatever you want to choose. But the Bible said, choose life. God tells us to choose life that you and your seed might live. So our choices are so, so important and our will submitted to the will of God has great tremendous effect upon our faith. So choices originate as I've said in in our mind and choices are developed or come into fruition in our words and actions. When we lose control of the mind of Christ, then it will begin to show itself in my words and in my actions. And so we, we we have experienced that. I say we have, people have experienced that through time. Choices are made on the basics of information we receive and the experiences of our life. Let me say that again, that we make choices based on information. Basics uh, of information that we have received And the experiences of our life So it's crucial that you understand What you receive from from the word So the mind, your mind, our mind The mind is the seat of our will That's where we make decisions, is in our mind The mind becomes the seat of the will The, the, The will is to be shaped by the word of God
0: it's our hope that today's message, the importance of a submitted will, has ministered to you. We invite you to come visit us at our website, victoriousliving.org. There you'll find audio of today's sermon, and different resources, and materials that can help you in your Christian walk. If you would like to request a free CD copy of today's message, you can do that by calling one 800 Again, that number, 1-800-842-7896. If you would like to receive a free CD of today's message, please request offer number 30. Today's special offer number is 30. From Pastor Cowan and the congregation of Faith is the Victory Church, we'll be looking for you next time on Victorious Living.